Friends, the tablets of God speak plainly. There are several times that Jesus spoke in parables. When the time came for the consummation of his ministry to find expression, there was no need to conceal the realities of which he spoke about. He spoke plainly. Hallelujah. When Lazarus died, the messenger was sent to Jesus in the colony of his apostles. And Jesus, trying to communicate the, the, the occurrence, said, Lazarus, sleep it. Let's go and wake him up. But it was as though the apostles could not understand what he meant when he said Lazarus was asleep. Because Thomas suggested that they should go and die with him. Go and let them go and also join him in the sleep. Then Jesus, because of that lack of understanding, had to speak plainly. He said, Lazarus, our friend, is dead. But I am glad for your sakes. I was not there. Let's go and wake him up. There are times when Jesus decides to speak plainly. When there's an emergency. He knew his apostles did not believe that he had the power to raise the dead. There was a revelation about him that was still conceived. It was in that scenario that he unveiled the that he was the resurrection and that he was the life. That was the day we knew that resurrection was not a day, was not an event. Resurrection was a personality. And that personality was going to express the power of the spirit to quicken that. There are times when God does not speak in parables because of the urgency of the matter hallelujah I, I don't know whether the gravity of the emphasis that we are bringing your way this weekend is actually sitting well i pray that god will help us in jesus mighty name tell your neighbor the time is short no more time for parables As I studied my Bible from page to page, I stumbled on several things that uh, many people get to rush and never get to see. When we talk about the spiritual plane and spiritual activity, there are a few things I need to bring to your notice before we begin to pray this night. Hallelujah. If you have been blessed already, say amen. amen. First thing I found out, about the spirit realm and spiritual realities number one before i go back to my message let me give you this one in the spirit realm there's ranking and strata that's the first thing i discovered there's ranking and there's strata if you look at your bible critically you find out that only three people in scriptures did the devil personally confront only three people The devil only personally, Satan, that personality called Satan, only confronted three known people as revealed in scripture. 
Satan personally confronted Job. Satan personally confronted Jesus. Satan personally confronted Paul. Those were the three people in the Bible that scriptures revealed that Satan personally confronted. The level of demonic opposition that confronts you is based on your spiritual rank. Satan may not need to personally confront you because you, you are no, not a problem to him. The demons that operate in your sphere, operate in your environment, are demons that have a satanic equivalent to your own ranking in light. I don't know about, uh, maybe the military man will help us. What is the equivalent of a, a, a lieutenant in the Navy? Yes, what lieutenant? I, I, I guess there's a rank called lieutenant in the army. What is the equivalent of lieutenant in the navy? Okay, let's go to simpler ones. Huh? It's too similar. Let's what of uh, major general? Admiral. You see, in the certain rankings for each strata in the spirit realm. And the kind of opposition that you encounter is determined by your ranking in light. And what determines your ranking is how far you are willing to sacrifice to see that the purpose of God is established. I know there are several of us that are sitting here today. God has never asked you to empty your bank account so that his kingdom can advance. It's a no-go area. not dealt with God to that level where he has that level of authority to invade your privacy as much as to bereave you of the money in your account there is a ranking for you and for that level there's a ranking you must understand the content of christianity christianity is not a religion it's a revelation of a kingdom manifested through an office the office of the christ the of the Bible is about Christ and his kingdom. The, your relevance on earth and your relevance forever is determined by how much you put your own personal issues aside to serve the, the will of that kingdom. If you want to spend your life to solve problems, you will spend all of your days. If your agenda is to solve problems, you spend all your days solving problems because you will not outgrow problems. What you call the blessing yesterday will be a problem tomorrow. Even if somebody gives you a motor car, you will need to get money to fuel it. The car that you testified about is the burden that has trapped you to the filling station. And you are looking for a breakthrough. Another problem has been created by what you testified about. So if your essence of existence, your perspective of God is that when God is available to solve our problems, I assure you, you'll be solving problems throughout your lifetime. But wise men have decided to leave their own issues behind because they are connected to something that is bigger than them, connected to a kingdom bigger than them, connected to needs bigger than them because God himself has needs. And they apply themselves to serve the will of God, irrespective of their problems. It is when people take this orientation 
and this configuration that God affords them the privilege of understanding his debts and understanding his deposits. The Bible says that the secret of God is with them that fear him. The fact that you are born again doesn't mean in fact the truth of the matter is that if we look at it critically only 5% of Christians in the Nigerian church are normal. The rest are because these are people that believe God is expect, existing to serve their needs. God is exist, existing to meet their needs. But a few of us have gone higher. We live to serve his will. And we have discovered that as we apply ourselves to serve God's will, he ensures that our own needs are met. If you sustain a different orientation from this perspective, you are under the oppression of darkness that is called deception. Deception is a mechanism that doesn't actually intend to destroy you, even though in some cases it destroys you. But deception wants you to waste your time. Keeps you going around the roundabout and never making advancement. That is actually the most fundamental oppression and intention of deception. And so you see a Christian, he has been a Christian for five years. There's no significant thing taking place in his life. Meanwhile, we have seen people that gave their lives to Christ from utter darkness. That came to God and consecrated totally to serve his will. In six months, eight months, one year, you will see that they have gained power with God. Their ranking has appreciated because they have surrendered themselves to serve God's will. Secondly, one of the indices that determines your rating in the kingdom is the ammunitions that the devil uses to fight you. Just like he said, there are several ammunitions in the artillery of the Nigerian army that even some old soldiers have not used. Your father worked in the armor. They were the ones that make bullets. He makes bullets today. But he went to Liberia and they brought out some guns. He has not seen it. Somebody that is serving in the military weapon garrison. He serves in the armory, but he has not seen some weapons. Satan too has weapons. Your ranking, one of the things that gives you in indication about your ranking is the kind of weapons he uses. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. We set up a crusade platform in a particular state in the north. God was so glorious on the third day of the crusade when I mounted the pulpit to preach. Grace came from heaven. And that day I wore a white suit. Hallelujah. It was my dream in those days to be like Benny Hinn. So whenever there was a high service, I came up with a white suit. Amen. It was a great time. Two days after the crusade, there was an alarm. 
a lady lied that I told her that I wanted to marry her. And then that after the crusade, I now came and said, I won't marry you again. So she took 25 tablets. I don't know. 25 tablets of a particular drug and drank it to die. And the news now spread that that evangelist with white suit is the one that lied to this girl. That's why she's dying. Now, if I had worn blue suit, there were so many people that had blue suit that day. It would have been difficult to identify who was the evangelist in view. But I wore what? White. It was an ammunition. The crusade was so successful that people that traveled from Kano to Kaduna took the message to Kaduna and people were echoing the victories of God in Kaduna. Meanwhile, the crusade was not held. Mighty meeting. Strong hand of God came upon the ground and instantly Satan went to work and said, if we allow this message, if we don't corrupt it, it will, it will demean our kingdom. Only for me to come back two days later and my friend ran to me and said, are you? How are you? I said, I'm, I'm good. He has heard it, but he... Ah, so he was surprised. That the way I was behaving, I wasn't behaving as if there was a problem. He said, there's a problem. One girl said you deceive her. She's there now with drip. I deceive her. That you, want to, you wanted to marry. And after the crusade... The anointing came on you so so much that you told her you are not marrying again. And you know what? I understand the way the temple runs. If I'm confused, I go to God. I don't go to men. So I just kept my bag and went to the mountain where I pray. And I stayed there till evening. And in the evening, God spoke to me. The same word you quoted today. Stand still. And you shall see the salvation of God. From that moment, I knew that I was not expected to, to defend myself. Can you still operate normally when you know there's an accusation and God insists that you should not defend? talk just can you operate optimally with an accusation hanging upon your head and he says stand still you shall see i thought that that salvation that god was promising will come instantly you know it's easy to stand still for a while but when you are standing still indefinitely that's not a bargain that is good for the frame of mortal man I was waiting for God to vindicate. He didn't do anything. Whenever I felt like cursing, I go to the mountain again. Then I found another scripture. Casting all your cares upon him because he cared for you. All that God was trying to achieve by allowing that attack was so that I could be delivered from this, this perspective we have in the holiness setting. Trying, oh, comportment making sure that your integrity is sustained you know you present yourself in the light of one that is sacramental 
So anything that has to do with denting of the image was an enemy. And God began to rebuke my attempts at trying to redeem my image. It was not something I was used to. Because in my own Christian journey with God, I've not, never been exposed to a situation where there's, there's this deformation of character. Trying to hit at the character. And God was not saying curse. He was not saying kill. He was not saying take knife. He said what? If I had known that what he was getting at was that he wanted my ranking to increase in the spirit, it would have been easier for me to bear. Many times God will give instructions. He will not attach promises to it. God came to me in the night. I was praying with my wife. This family should give me 100,000 naira every month. And he did not attach a promise. He didn't say, and when you do so, the fountain of the great deep will open and the windows of heaven. He didn't say anything. He said, give me. And we have done that for two and a half years. I said, see, this is what God is saying. It means that we will And that's all of us. So let's sit down and accept our faith under God. Because not so much will be left after we take that amount out. Are you still with me? Then a day came. I was walking on the street and one woman called me a lot of people gathered she called what happened they said this girl just slept now but she woke up crippled and the Holy Ghost came upon me he said slap the girl so and I said okay if I slap the girl now they'll say so I now told the mother, I said, oh yeah, slap her on the waist three times. Then the mother now did like this. I said, you have wasted one of the times. Slap. So she slapped. And slapped. On the waist. The third one was terrible. Then I said, stand up. And the girl stood up. The news about the evangelist that lied died that day. That an evangelist that lies cannot quicken a cripple. Meanwhile, the time this one happened, it's one year later. But you know what? The news of that lady that rose and walked spread like a wind, such that I couldn't walk in plain view in Kano anymore. Because if I walk in plain view in Kano, I will see a woman on the road. She... This man picking, this man. I saw the power of God move on the highway in Kano. Move. Move. Like people, three, four, five, six, seven, and then the power of God, he's boom. Then I walk away. You see? The ranking had increased. So the king was more committed to bringing my words to pass it took a process that will demean deform your character for you to be strong in him because what god wants to achieve 
he wants to bring you and your agenda to death so that you you will become a living movement of his will seeking where to express itself that's what kingdom is all about it's not about you it's about christ and his kingdom that is the message we proclaim among the nations you might think that the emphasis of god is prosperity you have not studied your bible well prosperity is not a doctrine in the bible it's an effect that comes when you are accurately aligned with kingdom if you see a preacher preaches prosperity for 14 years he has become false because such an emphasis is not captured in scripture i know i know you don't understand me i bring to you 18 years of bible study discovery the bible is not a book of prosperity it's not a book of faith it's not a book of prayer prayer is necessary because christ is in you because we are not the only ones that pray muslims pray too you don't understand what makes your prayer powerful is that there's a kingdom that resides in you anything you preach that is separated from the kingdom is dissociated from christ and his kingdom is false it's a deviation it will corrupt a generation marginalize the lives of men as this kingdom seeks to grow to find expression and establishment in your life you will go through rigors those rigors you will go through are not necessarily from the devil they were allowed permitted by god so that as you go through them the holy spirit will furnish some things inside of you that will make you more resourceful to the king that's how it works but for every depth god will have you pass into you you will have to agree with him to go every length with him you have to choose to go with him he will give you an opportunity to choose whether you want to boat out at that time or whether you are still willing to continue that is the dilemma of the kingdom god will allow you choose how far you want to go so don't blame your neighbor for where you are it's a choice that you have made meticulously it's a choice it's a choice in 300 i was there with two of my roommates amen they bring fat girls to the room to sleep with fat and when they are coming i take my my folder for reading i did all night reading more times than i slept in the room because there was no place for me to sleep there i was like a fugitive so i jacked no room and then one day they spoke in tv you know i know small tea they say this our roommate has a strange that's why it doesn't bring women and when the guy was saying strange he did his hand like this strange now let's try it do your hand like this <laughs> yes strange there'll be temptations when the temptations come you will not feel the anointing helping you to resist no is your choice he will allow the storm come the inferno come then he will he will step aside to see what he will choose that's what determines your ranking many of you embrace the devil at such times 
you kissed the serpent you drank from the golden cup of blood and still you want to say hallelujah for the mountain to crack if the demon you, you fellowship with is standing there to resist you it's a kingdom the more you are aligned faithful to the kingdom of God the more authority you have in the kingdom of darkness when you speak your words will go forth like law and demons will obey you when they see that you're operating from a different crescendo they will assign to you demons that are on that level so that they can keep you on that check that's why for every new level there's a new devil the fight will never stop because the kingdom we seek to establish never stop now as i preach this evening it will be needful for you to reappraise your life whether you still want to be a christian don't just hang around and be fake because the darkness that is coming it will not be safe for you the bible says in rama rachel was weeping for her children and refused to be comforted because they are no more and when you check you find what did the children do they were innocent at the wrong at a bad time innocent it's not a ticket for safety it was actually the reason why they died so the innocence doesn't count that I could not use for three years for, for in 300 level I could not use it because in the night you will see all kinds we went to the orientation camp in Kano I saw a lady in our fellowship she denied she swore that she didn't know me when she was moving with her boyfriend I came there I said what about Jesus I was like an, an, an object in the an, an, an antiquity an object in the museum, a Jew, she denied me. Hallelujah. I thought my pastoral office extended to camp. I didn't know my license over her and the, at the gate. It's a choice, my friend. What did you choose? God will allow you to come to a point where there's so much pressure. And when there's so much financial pressure, then a door opens for corruption. That true corrupt means you can get some gain, at least to suppress the situation. And you will see, you stand back to see what you will choose. The devil has gone far, this far in our land because we have no righteous men. Number three. Three thirteen I discovered about your spiritual life is inconsistency that lies the power. You want the power? Then sign up for consistency. God cannot reveal everything to you at one encounter. It's like growth. You can't handle everything at the same time. So it's only consistency that guarantees that you will touch the true essence that is found in the kingdom of God. 
Now ask yourself, have you been consistent? For how many years have you paid tight? Now, can you? Okay. Help me interview your neighbor. <laughs> uh, let's start from the basic ones. Before we go to the other ones. For how many years have you paid tight consistently? You didn't miss one time. How many years? Have you paid up to, if you are paid up to 10 years, let me see your hand up. You are paid tight up to 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Now that means there are some things we are not supposed to expect at this level. I paid tight for more than 10 years. I pay more than tight now. And I've done that one for three years. Nothing just happens to spiritual people. It depends on the, the principles you submit to. If you are here, you have held a consistent life of fasting for 10 years. Let me see your hand up. Consistent life of fasting. Now, so God is not partial. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. It's not partial. So, two young men to me after one service, they say, Show us the way to power. I say, Take a seat. You are, take a seat. Then one, one of them said, We have, we prayed from Tuesday to the next Tuesday. Nothing happened. So I asked, have you, have you done it for five years? They left. <laughs> Inconsistency lies the power. Went for a crusade. I said, my friends, I said, that lady there is possessed. Go and cast this demon out. They went there. They, the lady looked at her and said, hmm. And they, and they came by and said, pastor, you know, that demon is not from around here. The demon is not from around here. A country, a far place. In that same service, I was still preaching on the pulpit when they cried and ran out. I didn't. I didn't go close. I was where? She cried and ran out. They also that ran to capture capture her upon capturing her. Her eyes changed, became like a cat. The black left and it became yellow. And it was shining. And she ran back. So we had to leave the service and we followed her to the streets. That's when we saw the demons come out. You can't cast out any, any demon. I assure you. Yes, but you have the potential to cast out devils. But that potential may never be appropriated. Until you imbibe, accept, and walk in the demands of the kingdom for your life consistently. Can God say you are his property? I know, yes, he's your savior, but is, it, is he your God? Because if he is your God, he will restrain you. He will give you instructions that will bridle you. Ah, I know you don't like, no amen again. Oh, Jesus Fourth principle, and then I'll stop there for today. 
The more you grow in God, the more your path will become narrow. You will start from a broad path and it will be narrowing down until what is left is Christ and his kingdom. Your agenda has gone. That's when you can actually evaluate a man. A man's, a Christian's evaluation is actually the content of his prayer. If you can hear him when he prays, hear him when he prays. Hear what he prays about. If his prayer is empty of God and full of self, he's a babe. neighbor to die everybody to die only him to live when you hear that kind of prayer you know that he might gather people in a big camp but he's gathering babes and cultivating the ground for babes don't get me wrong there are times when god will give you instruction to bring judgment on people don't get me wrong that one is part of it the holy spirit will quicken you that way Alright? Just check his prayer. It's empty of God. Full of self. He's a babe. He doesn't know what he's called into. When you begin to access the narrow paths because the Holy Spirit begins to bridle you and bring you into real kingdom things, real heavenly things, you will become, your prayers will be full of God and empty of self. For a long time, you will even forget to pray for yourself. For a long time. For a long time. When you begin to grow in selflessness, in selfless service, in selfless service, when you stand and speak for God, you will be like Jesus when he said that the prince of this world came, did not find anything. So he has to obey. That his proclamation was not coming from a man that was self-centered, but a man that was Christ-centered. That is what gave his utterances authority and gave his utterances power. It was an expression of a kingdom that is yonder. Hallelujah. As I try to round up, let me give you one, one secret. One secret. We spoke about spiritual food, spiritual refreshing. That rivers in the spirit. Let me show you one more before we go. Spiritual drink. You must learn how to drink in the spirit. We drink in the spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, just follow me quickly. I'll do this for a few minutes, then we'll begin to pray. 1 Corinthians 10, 4. If you are there, say amen. The reason why we need to speak plainly is because the time is short. No time for parables. I trust that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Are you there in 1 Corinthians 10? Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. 
and were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat I hope you know meat there's ancient English which means food they ate the same spiritual food and did all drink of the same spiritual drink for the drunk of that rock that followed them and that rock was what now you see I need to show you where Paul is quoting from if you are still with me say amen, amen. I need to show you where Paul is quoting from because this is how the Bible is all the purposes and the plans of God find expression in the book of Genesis alright subsequent books of the Bible amplify the things that are already established in Genesis making them into mighty streams by the time we come into the New Testament what happens is that what happened in the New Testament is what we call um, an unveiling because in the Old Testament it was difficult to understand what God was saying and what he was hiding until Christ was made manifest and in, with the manifestation of Christ there was an unveiling the things that were hidden in the Old Testament that God was doing now came to broad view hallelujah and so under the oppression of the spirit of wisdom and revelation that found expression in the ministry of the apostles they were able to establish to us and to point out to us the unveiling of the purposes in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32 at least we can see that Deuteronomy chapter 32 then I'll tell you about the unveiling just turn with me quickly Deuteronomy chapter 32 give ear O heavens and I will speak and hear O earth the words of my mouth my doctrine shall drop as rain my speech shall distill as the dew as the small rain upon the tender herb as the showers upon the grass because I will publish the name of the Lord ascribe ye greatness unto our God he is the rock his work is perfect for all his ways are judgment a God of truth and without iniquity just and right is he hallelujah in the book of Deuteronomy we see Moses I don't have time to walk this scripture because there is something that made Moses call for the attention of the heavens and of the earth now you see you understand a man shows up he has an utterance to declare it's as if he has come to a courtroom and he is calling for witnesses and the witnesses that is calling to pay attention to his utterance and declaration are witnesses that are in heaven and also witnesses of the earth he calls and summons heaven to listen to the utterances of his words and also that the earth should pay attention to the things that is about to declare whenever you see such such an expression then you need to be careful to see the subsequent things that will be spoken of 
This was Moses, a son. It, it takes spiritual status to be able to do that kind of thing. To invoke the heavens and to evoke the earth. Because when, what is happening there is what we call a spiritual ceremony. That is a ceremony that makes things go on record in the realm of the spirit. And so he summoned heaven, he summoned earth. Then he spoke about God. The first thing he said about God is that God is the rock. And then subsequently in that verse, he now explained all the things that work together. God as the rock. These attributes. Are you with me? Now, you see, you see, you see. The Bible is a testimony of a realm of reality. It's a testimony of a realm that is real. It's a testimony of a realm that is eternal. And people that had dealings with that realm came and spoke and testified about that realm. But you see, there was one challenge that every spokesman of God had. That was the challenge of explaining spiritual things. Because of the challenge of explaining spiritual things to which there's no human word to communicate. Bible prophets and teachers had to resort to the technology of object representation. They spoke with metaphors. They spoke by, by the means of similes in order to express spiritual things. Are you with me now? Now let me explain this. Now you see, he's trying to explain God. But he uses a metaphor. God is our rock. That's a metaphor. You may not know God, but you know rock. Then he went further to explain to us how God is a rock. He now began to speak about his judgments. That the utterances that come from the lips of God, when God speaks, anything he says becomes law. Go to Taraba and come back, it will not change. It's as firm as Gilbrata. It cannot be altered. If God has spoken, if his counsel has been revealed, he will not shift ground for any man just like what? Oh, you are not with me. The Lord is perfect. And all his ways are judgment. When he utters his counsel, nothing can change it. That was where Paul, in the unveiling, got the revelation. And he said, no, Peter, he said, we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved. Why? He's talking about God, the rock. Now, if you are doing business with a businessman that does not shift ground. Okay, you go to a supermarket. The prices are already on the products. So even though you know how to price very well, it doesn't apply in the supermarket. You carry shaving stick that says 12,000. You have two options. Either buy or go. That's the kingdom. You are not so intelligent as to try to contribute to the things that have a set price tag. When we come to the kingdom and you discover that the perspective of God is different from your perspective, you are enjoined to repent and adopt the scope and perspective of the kingdom. That's how it works. Kingdom doesn't change for you, but you change for God is what? Now you're understanding me. Ah, I was praying and praying and one day God said, Alright, I know you like praying by 5 p.m. But if you are going to see me,
from today come in the night the rock has spoken friends you can't change it i said you know i'm so busy i walk all morning it's easier for me to come and pray before your altar by 5 p.m because i don't know what will happen thereafter when i hit my bed it's another morning for me to go to work he didn't say anything and i disobeyed for six months went to preach in a crusade and they threw an arrow i didn't know that he gave me that instruction so that i'll be insulated from an attack coming in six months time i went for the crusade the power was terrible but it was a fortress of an ancient covenant and the demons there were still strong they were not told that an evangelist was coming they were not told that the preacher was coming so they were living large when i showed up and when i came i destroyed stuff i liberated people from their home and they went into a rage and when they struck there was no angelic defense to protect me because i was outside of alignment i did not align with the kingdom the bible says seeing that this kingdom cannot be moved he said let us have grace let us receive enough grace whereby we can serve god acceptably because our god is a consuming fire he said it they struck me but when they struck me it did not pain me instantly it took some months again and i woke up one day i knew i was paralyzed from here to here then the prayer point changed it was now god have mercy save the young evangelist when healing came up it took six months again for you to be healed God didn't need to come and say, meet me in the night. It was already established. <laughs> Our God is a rock. Tell your neighbor, I like your hair, but God will not change his commandment because of your fine hair. I like your tie, but he won't shift ground because of you. I like the way you look. You are six foot tall. Oh my God, your alignment is in, is in place, but God will not change. If a generation takes sides with the devil, God will wipe them out and raise their children. It's a rock. Doesn't change. When that thing came to me as a revelation that God was a rock, it helped my relationship with him. I was no longer living by explanation. I was living by instruction. Because God is a rock. Many of you, you, need, you will ask God, God said, move. Is it in the morning? What of transport? Hey. My auntie Copa. So you see why there are differences in ranking. Some people are still trying to live by explanations. Meanwhile, God has called us to live by instructions. He said, God is a rock. His ways are his dust perfect. And all his ways a judgment you get it and the bible says that that rock was moving with them in the wilderness that means at every point in time where they had a situation they had a frustration as they marched on to the promised land god was there if they inquired of him he will give them his laws tell them his perspective tell them his commandments about the issue are you with me now so he kept ministering to them the rock was there with them and the bible says that that same rock also gave them drink this great rock of which we speak 
they not only issue decrees and commandments from this rock drink came out and watered the whole congregation now so my emphasis tonight is to show us that spiritual drink that came from the rock you see we are called to appropriate spiritual resources so that if by any means the devil cuts off all the supplies in the earth men of the spirit that know how to reach into the resources of heaven will still be sustained in the times of famine there are spiritual supplies spiritual resources and that's what we are trying to locate the bible speaking in the book of first corinthians 10 it said christ was that rock that followed and from that rock spiritual drink came and they drank and they were satisfied most christians these days are lean and hungry because they have not had a drink for a long time oh my mm. okay let me show you something oh my god it will take us too much time to establish this but in the book of exodus chapter 17 god began to teach moses about how to bring water from the rock and the first instruction that moses will receive about bringing water from the rock was that he had to take his rod and smite the rock god spoke to moses and asked him to take his rod and smite the rock and you must understand that everything that happened in the old testament is prophetic the purpose of god that is conceived and you need an unveiling either in the book of the prophets or in the new testament to understand the import of every instruction that god gave to his people while they advanced from the land of captivity the implication of the rod was that jesus was going to be smitten and when jesus is smitten the life life water will flow out of him life will flow out of him that spoke about the crucifixion that jesus was going to go to the cross and until jesus is smitten on the cross life can never come from him hallelujah the ingredient through which our purchase was made is the blood of jesus and not just the blood he shed when he was a carpenter but the blood that he shed when he was on the cross when he was smitten everything that came from him at that point was making and paving a way for life to find expression are you still with me now the next time moses was asked to bring water out of the rock the instruction changed the instruction was no longer smite the rock because the rock was to be smitten just once after the rock had been smitten in crucifixion there's another technique by which water will come no longer by smiting now by what by speaking that was where moses committed the error of the prophets that was where the shadow decided to have his own will and to manifest something that is not in the image moses was not operating under the covering of the holy spirit and he went again and he smote again that was why the demand for the purchase of redemption was increased because of the error of moses and in the book of isaiah chapter 53 which captures the, the the perspective the prophetic aspect of redemption it contains the three questions of redemption those questions came there because of the error of moses the prophet was finding it difficult to utter the prophecy in the book of isaiah 53 because of the error of moses he said who has believed our report because of the error of moses to whom has the arm of the lord been revealed 
Because of what? It was difficult to utter. Prophets are not given the liberty to speak in parables and to because their job description is to communicate the mind of God in simple language as God would, as, would have done if he were physically present. But here the prophet was constrained. He broke the laws of the prophetic because there was a burden too difficult for him to convey. Who has believed? Oh my God, I don't know. There's so much preaching of faith today. But you hardly find a believer that still trusts in God. He said, who has believed? Because an error has manipulated the template. And people call Jesus, but they don't trust in him. He said, who has believed? Do you still believe? We went for a conference. And a man said in 1986, a girl died. And I was praying and God spoke to me in my chamber. Rise up and raise the dead. And he rose from his place of prayer and went and laid his hands and he quickened the girl back to life. But that was the last time he saw the dead rise. He was still quoting what? 1986. Our God is not a God of the past. He's a God of an eternal now. He's an eternal spirit living now. He can defend his name today. We don't need to refer to who has believed because when you stop believing the manifestations will stop you see i'm seeing people in heaven stand, standing up i don't know but <laughs> let me stop <laughs> oh my to whom is the arm of God with him? For he shall go before him as a tender plant and as a root that sprang forth out of dry ground. When we shall see him, there's no beauty that we would desire him. For he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we did heed our face from him. He was despised and rejected. The Bible says, by his stripes. We were healed. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to his own way, and the Lord laid the iniquity on him of us all. Ah, it was a body. By the time we go to the book of to, to verse 10, you will see the impact of the error of Moses. The Bible says, Yet. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Verse 1 to verse 7 has captured the koboko of the Roman soldiers already. But the koboko of the Roman soldiers did not satisfy the claims of divine justice. Because of what? The error of Moses. So the God, the Father himself had to bruise him in addition to what the Roman soldiers did. And that bruising was even much more than what they did. Just to fill in the gap of one man's error. I know you are not with me. Whenever you stop believing, Jesus suffers. The pain is increased. Whenever you stop obeying, he suffers. He is afflicted. 
whenever you decide to stroll out on your own journey, as most of you have done for many years, the nails begin to pierce again. Moses was not supposed to strike. He was supposed to speak. Numbers chapter 21 verse 17 as I close. Kabalo mama 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 Numbers 21. Now, okay, just come with me, come with me. 15. And at the stream of the brooks that goeth to the dwelling of Ah, lieth upon the border of Moab. And from thence they went to Beer. That is the well thereof that the Lord spoke unto Moses, gather the people together. And I will give them water. Stop. Don't go to 17 here. Now, these guys were in transit in the wilderness. And there was a need for water. And then the gift of word of knowledge came into oppression. God now began to lead Moses. He said, go left. Go through the plain of Ar. Through the regions of Beer. By the border of Moab, because word of knowledge leading them through the wilderness. I hope you know how difficult it is to navigate in the wilderness. It's very difficult because every part of the wilderness looks like every other part. And so, when God was leading Moses to lead the congregation, He gave him some references. The plain of Ah, at least you can see that one. You get it. The region of Beer by the border of Moab. At least you will know that one. And after they had gone through the rigor of navigating, under the auspices of the gift of word of knowledge, they came to the well, and the well was empty. Then we saw a wonder. God gave another instruction. Say, sing to the well, and it will spring up. A well that was dry. And they began to sing, spring up over. Spring up over. And water came out of a dry desert well. And it watered millions of people. That's a testimony. It's prophetic. Referring to the New Testament. Because the Bible says, we draw, you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. And the Bible never told us what kind of bugat we used to draw what? Now, if I had another word for Buga, I would have used it. In the book of Isaiah chapter 12, he likens this that a man's spirit with respect to the Holy Spirit as a well. That when you give your life to Christ, your spirit is like a well, and the Holy Ghost is the water. And God reveals to us the possibility of drawing water. 
He didn't say drawing pan wine. He said, what draw? How did they do it in the wilderness? They sang to it. How often do you stand and sing to Jesus? Because that is the only, within the limit of my Bible study, that's the only way you can get a drink. You have to sing to the well. Sing to the spirit that resides your spirit. Sing to that spirit and it begins to spring out like water and it will water you. They say spring up! Oh well. Word of knowledge is not so sufficient. Getting the accurate location and direction is not sufficient. But you must also locate the Lord's song to sing so that the well can spring up. On your spiritual journey, you will need to be watered. Many times, drought and dryness will invade you like a plague, like cancer. Only men that know how to sing the Lord's song can draw water out of that way. Rise up, let's go. I, I don't have much time. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. There are sometimes, if you know what I'm talking about, there are sometimes you discover that the song you need to sing cannot be put to human language. The song you need to sing to open the fountains, you can't put it to human language. It's like a groaning that cannot be altered. Whenever you find out that they lose their song, they're a defeated bunch of people. Because there's no time, no generation of Christians that God doesn't quicken a song of war, a song of worship, a song to bring about God's power and God's memory. Spring up away. That's your spirit that is lean and dry. It is dry because you do not know the song of the spirit. Oh, 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 oh. 
like you to just tune to God. Just tune to Him. Forget about your neighbor and tune now for the next five minutes. If you need to close your eyes to gain focus. Aha. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, oh, oh. Forget about your poverty. Mama, mama, mama. Forget about your sickness. Mama, mama, mama. Forget about your carryover. Oh. 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 Oh.
Jesus. 